What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 39, Podcast with a Vampire, and I'm your host, Matt Curione. With me as usual is... Hey, it's Marcelo Pico, your other co-host. How are you doing, Matt? Doing pretty good. I uh, got a brand new mic tonight, and uh, we're taking it for a test drive. And I am loving this thing, and I am in a really good mood. Uh, We are recording live uh, from the office lounge and restaurant in Toms River, New Jersey. That's why you hear some uh, loud, drunken people in the background and uh, some music. And I I cannot discern what it is. (laughs) I should specify it's you and our guest who we'll introduce in a second. I'm still in Austin, Texas. I am not in my best recording... um, Thing. That's not a good sentence. <laughs> You're not your best recording headspace. Yeah, maybe? I'm not in the best headspace. I've been All right. I've been at school and also working on the websites on the Talk oh, Film Society website. Shit, what up? It's happening. It's it's getting closer and closer. I mean, previously when I said, "Hey, I'm working on it," or "Hey, it's getting closer," you know, you know, it's not as serious as it is now, folks. It's really yeah. it's really happening. I've been sending Matt some. Some, uh, I guess the the, the test sites like the, mm-hmm. the prototype, and it's looking better and better. I think it'll it's looking nice, look really good. So I can't wait to to unleash that to everybody. No, I'm I'm not set on a release date yet. I mean, who knows? By the time this is out, it's live or not. But it's it's happening. It's happening. So and I'm gonna, I will be the best managing editor that I can be. Yes, it's I official. cannot wait to th- uh, recruit my movies team. And oh boy, we're going to have some great stuff up there for you. I think that's official now. I, I don't think it's been made public that, that you're the managing editor of Talk I'm the managing editor of, uh, top, yeah, of TalkFilmSociety.com. And uh, I will be assembling the best movie team that I can to bring uh, the listeners uh, and the readers now. Since, oh well, yeah, we have readers now that we're going to have. That, uh, hey, we're going to have some great reviews up there for you. Absolutely. Reviews, thoughts, analysis. Reviews, Come. fun little features. It'll be fun. Come what may. And, and oh boy, do I have good ideas for spooky season. For, uh, <laughs> spooky articles, season. For it's, articles that we're going to have up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, folks. So yes, uh, a preview of things to come, the Talk From Society website. Uh, more on that later. But now, on to business. Um, hey, I've remembered once for, for, you know, once in my life <laughs> that, uh-huh. Matt, it's time for your riddle corner. Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give cryptic clues about what we're going to watch. Okay, we're going to start off talking about seven cowboys who may not or may not be seven brothers. We're going to head back into Burkittsville, Maryland, uh, in the woods there. We're going to talk about a nude gun. Uh, And then we're going to be all alone in uh, a no-light place. Then we're going to wake up in the morning. And then we're going to walk all over a calendar. And then we're going to have some bad times with some zombies. And then we're going to have some good times with some killbots. And then we're going to talk about a crazy old lady. Oh, she's so crazy. And then we're going all the way across the pond to jolly old England. I think that's what people say. Then we're going to talk about Tim Curry. And then we're going to talk about the biggest Texas chili cook-off of all time. uh, Made with pure cocaine. And then we're going to talk about a shark. And then we're going to talk about... I'm not even going to do a riddle for this one. We're going to talk about a fuck ton of De Palma. How about that? Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. So much De Palma, you, can, you can't you can even shake a stick at it anymore. 
your stick oh. will break if you try to touch it. I'm so excited for this show, Matt. It's going to be a good one. Oh, it's going to be a good one. And now it's time to reveal. Hey, hey I have 69 emails. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad you inter- glad you interjected with that. All right. Sorry. <laughs> and now it's it's time to reveal the guest who has been sitting across the table from you there, live yes. at in the office lounge. The office lounge. So who is uh, our guest this week? Uh, he is my very best friend, uh, my vampire buddy. Uh, his name is Ian West. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. Welcome to Hey What You Watching. Thank you. It's, it's an a, honor to be here, it's guys. It's a thrill to finally have you on. I never drink wine. <laughs> what an occasion. Yes, thanks, Ian. Um, now, before we go into another segment, uh, uh, I want to make this clear. Matt, why is this episode called uh, Podcast with a Vampire? Because I made a gentleman's agreement with Ian uh, a few months ago that if he were ever on my podcast, I would rename the episode uh, either Interview with a Vampire or Podcast with a Vampire at his request. Can you tell them why? <laughs> because he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have our first, first vampire on Hey What You Watching. <laughs> nice. Dot JPG. Yep. Uh, no, Ian's a really cool guy. Uh, he... Uh, He's my go-to horror uh, expert, basically, uh, which is great to have him on now because uh, this episode will go live in early October, which means Haycast Spooky Season will be large and in charge. Oh, and that's right, yeah. Blowing your minds with all sorts of horror talk, and oh my god, I can't wait. This, it's yeah, the best time of the year. I'm glad, I'm glad you reminded me, Matt. Yes, this is dropping the third... Of October, so oh yeah, so three oh, days into go. spooky season. This we- is spooky season. We are in spooky season. Ooh, <laughs> ghost noises. And we actually do have a lot of of horror to talk about this episode. It's, oh yeah, it's it's fitting. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Okay, now, Matt, it's time for your patented segment where yes, we get it's- to know the guest. It's called Get to Know Ya, where we get to know our guest and make sure they're a human being and not some robot that I imported from the future. <laughs> imported, okay. Yeah, I imported him from Amazon.uk. <laughs> He's region free, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. <laughs> .jpg. Yup. <laughs> All right, Ian, let's get to know ya. What is the first movie you ever remember seeing in a theater? Pretty sure it's Batman 1989 or Ghostbusters 2. It's either one. I don't remember which one. Whichever one came first. Um, I not. I don't remember exactly what came first, but I do remember talking about this a couple episodes ago. Where that is still my favorite uh, summer movie going season. I was born in '84, so I was what, like five? Yeah. I was five years old, so we started off the summer in May going to see Last Crusade. <laughs> and what a then, summer. And then, oh yeah, and then Ghostbusters 2. Yep. And then Batman was the next week. Awesome. So that was a wild summer. That what was a time the, to be alive. Exactly. Yep. I remember the theater being so packed that kids were sitting in the aisle, just like, they don't care. This place has no, <laughs> no cares for, like, fire code or anything. Uh, but yeah, Batman 89. I remember getting all the toys before yep. it came out. Oh, my oh, God. Man. 
I had the little Joker action figure that when you it could spray water out of yep, the flower. Yeah, out of the lapel thing. Yep, yeah, yep, awesome. yep. I had the Batmobile. So did I. It was a good time. So did, so did I. Oh Do you remember the goodness. Batcave that they made? I had that as well. It was awesome. Oh my god, yeah. I had him. I even had the Bob the Goon action <laughs> figure. Do you remember Bob the Goon? Of course. <laughs> Bob Gun. <laughs> Uh, I was always upset they didn't make a Vicky Vale figure, but hey, it was the 80s. They didn't think about women back then. <laughs> what? It's true. <laughs> this, this is true. <laughs> they didn't have rights back then. Yeah, it was the 80s. Or action figures. Uh, Marcelo, do you have a question? Uh, yes, Ian. Uh, what is your favorite um, uh, monster, film monster? Ooh. Ooh. Um, this is a good one. Ooh. If you're going to ask me my favorite film monster, I'd probably go Creature from the Black Lagoon or The Invisible Man. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Marcelo, how about you? Me? Oh, my favorite creature. It might be the Xenomorph from Alien. Oh, good choice. I, nice. I, I love its life cycle. It has many forms, and it gets inside you, and it's scary. Uh, Matt, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna copy off of Ian. It's the creature from the Black Lagoon. So good. Uh, that's a movie that I saw when I was a little kid, and it it creeped me out. It didn't scare me as a kid, but it definitely creeped me out. Uh, but then watching it recently, uh, that's just a really good science fiction movie, like set in the quote unquote modern day yeah. of you know the fifties. It's fun. It's really fun and. The sequels aren't that bad. They're actually pretty good. Uh, second favorite movie monster is probably the Blob Ooh, uh, from yeah. from the '88 remake. Oh, yeah, uh, because that thing was gross yeah. and brutal, and and just like what they were able to do with coming up with like practical effects for that movie uh, is fantastic. God damn you, Twilight Twilight Time! Why won't you re-release that on Blu-ray? Eighty-nine dollars on Blue. Yeah, no, thank you. I just want to see the phone booth scene. Yeah, I it's just so good. I just want to. I mean, I have like a crappy D- DVD of it, Same. which I mean, I'm fine. Cause I, all right, weird weird sidebar here. I feel some movies shouldn't be seen on Blu-ray. What? They should be. They should be seen like in like crappy picture quality, like to keep that feeling of like I rented this when I was a kid. Like Chopping Mall. We will get to that later. But like some movies, like like I own like the Friday the 13th box set and the Nightmare box set. And it feels weird watching these movies in high definition because I never saw them like that when I was a kid. Like, I always just rented the VHS. Like, I still think of... Adjusting your tracking. I still think of adjusting my tracking and, like, having to, like, return this video on time and having it not look that awesome. Like, I don't know. I just... It's great that they're in high definition, but I don't know. If if this hasn't been done before, I'd be surprised. But they should do like a Blu-ray feature where you can turn on, oh, the VHS setting, and it looks just like oh my god, that'd be awesome. VHS where it it also would cut off the aspect ratio and it'd be like square, be like yeah, and look like a CR, look like a CRT. Screen Factory just put out a movie called Fender Bender. Okay, and it's a brand new movie taking place now, but it's an '80s style slasher. It's one of their first releases, like from that actual company. Oh, they actually Screen Factory like. It? Yeah. Oh, cool. And the special feature is a VHS option of the movie. There you go. It's, a, it's everything you just said, Marcelo. It cuts.
cuts off the aspect ratio and gives you a VHS format. Of I it. need this. I watched Perfect. it last night. Do you guys, I, I'll it, talk to you off the mic. I'll talk yes. to you later. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take care of that. <laughs> but I, but I, I need to own this. Special feature on the blue is a 40 minute reel of um, 80s slasher trailers. Oh, this is perfect. And, and, and you, said, you said Shout Factory released this? Yep. It's just, called Fender Bender? Yeah, it's coming out October 4th, so tomorrow if you're listening to this on yeah, date. Pick it up. Oh my I, god. I, I haven't seen this, but I recommend anybody who's out there listening picks the, pick this up right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> that, that needs to be like a bonus feature on like movies that are from from that era. Yeah. Like, no, please, agreed. I would even watch like Say something like Jurassic Park oh. in that. I mean, because I wore out that VHS mm-hmm. yep. when I was a kid. Like, yeah, you know, give me that, do that. Oh wow, that's a good idea, Marcelo. Yeah, yeah, and I'm 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 happy that Shot Factory has already done it. So there you oh, go. Oh my goodness, uh, I have a question. Uh, this is going to be tough for you, I know. What's your favorite vampire movie? Ooh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Really? Yep. All right. It's my favorite black and white vampire movie. Okay. Uh, I have not seen that yet. Me neither. Get get on it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's still on Netflix? It's beautiful. I think it is. I think so. If not, I, I can let you borrow the blue. But uh, Marcelo, what's your favorite vam- uh, vampire movie? Oh, my favorite vampire movie. That is a tough one. You know, okay, quick tangent. I, I, as a kid, I was kind of freaked out by vampires. Who wasn't? I mean, me. but me, I have like a, I don't know, this is, I'm not, in, I'm not in my therapist's office, but, um, I have like a weird blood thing, like, um, Okay, yeah. Okay. Like, it's not like a blood thing where, like, I'm fine seeing tons of blood, you know, squirt out of a person's hole in their head or whatever. <laughs> it <but> what? <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I did see that, uh, just this past week with, uh, a movie we'll talk about later, but, um... But no, like blood, like uh, combining, like my blood combining with somebody else's blood. I can't stand. I can't see any, anybody else do that on screen. Like blood coming together. What I don't even know what that would be called. Like coagulating. Coagulating. There you go. Perfect. There you go. And like the, I the the blood joining. Yeah, that I cannot. Like when I was smaller, it really bothered me, and now it, it kind of bothers me. So I'm not completely over it, but. Yeah, I think that's one reason why I was never into vampire movies as a kid, because it was it would always freaked me out. Because blood is weird. <laughs> blood is weird. Like, there's a... there's a, <laughs> I, 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 still, I still remember this. There's a, there's a shot in um, 28 Days Later where okay. one of the characters, I forget who, looks up, and, like, there's a body above him, and a blood, a blood drop, like, falls right into his eye. I still yep. have not seen this movie. Really? Oh, and it just freaked me out when I first saw it. I was like, oh, I can't stand it. Um, so I don't have a good answer. <laughs> I, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> That's, that That's counts, a good right? choice. Yeah. I, love, I love the movie and the show. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, it's yeah. a good time. The movie has my favorite death scene of all time, though, the Paul Rubens. Oh, so Ugh. good. Ugh. So good. <laughs> there's an interesting thing about the vampire thing. Like, there's feral vampires, and then there's your Bela Lugosi, Christopher Lee yeah. vampires. Like, the um, gentleman vampires. The gentleman vampires. Yeah, yes. exactly. Oh, also, uh, another another mention that just came, that just came to mind. Uh, I love uh, Blood... Uh, not Blood. Blade 2. That's oh, awesome. One. Yeah. It's I, awesome. That's the only Guillermo del Toro that I have not seen. Might be my favorite one if I really think about it. No, Pan's Labyrinth, but <laughs> mine is but it's, Mimic. It's right up there. It's, it's so good. Mimic? 
<laughs> have you not? So, okay, I don't want. I didn't say that. that out loud. I didn't say that out loud. We're not getting into this. I I can't. We, we may have done this before, Matt. I don't want to get into it now. I think we have. But Hello yeah, and no. welcome to the Guillermo del Toro podcast. <laughs> can we get him on episode fifty? <laughs> do it, Matt. You can do it. I'll oh, I'll send him a message. A cool I'll, guy. I'll be like, hey, you're nice. Uh, as for me, my favorite vampire is uh, Coppola's Dracula. Okay, uh, that's one I haven't seen yet. Watching it recently, uh, watching the special features, uh, I never realized when I was a kid that those were a lot. They were all in-camera practical effects, and that's super mm-hmm. fucking impressive. Uh, Keanu Reeves, um, in his, uh, uh, we went to Budapest. Uh, his horrible accent, uh, <laughs> not not counting. Uh, it's a really good adaptation of the novel. Yeah, and. <clears throat> Gary Oldman's my favorite Dracula. Same. And he, yeah, it's just, and a fun side fact, uh, it was the first time as a kid that I saw boobs. Really? Yeah. That movie was the first exposure to uh, (laughs) the female breast that, uh, you know, everyone goes crazy for. Nice. Except for me. Uh, oh. JPG. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's really good, and my second favorite uh, is Fright Night. Oh, nice! It's one remake. I, I awesome. Seen. Also, still awesome. I got your back on that, Matt. Thank you. I don't care what because, anybody says. It's awesome because that remake is really, really good. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, they did they did some really interesting stuff, and I'm a sucker for any movie that takes place in Vegas. Yeah. So you know, that's which is me. the perfect setting for that movie. It makes total it's, sense. It's, uh, it's like it's genius. Uh, uh, anyway, Marcelo, do you have one more question? Oof, put me on the spot here. Um, let's see. Well, it was your turn. I'm not exactly putting you on the spot. <laughs> oh, I'm, I, usually I'm good at coming up with questions, but uh, <laughs> le, uh, let me let me think of horror. Um, oh, I had, okay, here's one. Maybe, maybe it's a tough one. Maybe you can just ignore me, Ian, and say something else. But your favorite horror movie remake. Oh, whoa. Oh, okay. Uh, um, hard mode can't choose the thing. Okay. Um, let's see. And I know wow, that, you, and, and I know you guys just mentioned Fright Night, so I was just about to say Fright Night. <laughs> no, but that would be too easy. Um I already have mine picked up. Fright Night is up there. You know what? I'm going to get flack from this from certain people. I don't even know if they'll listen, but They'll give me flack, but the Friday the Thirteenth remake, I—it's a best of. It's a best of the Friday the Thirteenth movies from one through four, and I had a great time with it. I thought it was awesome. Interesting. Where? I I fell asleep through that, so I cannot uh, I cannot give a, a good description of why I saw. So, Matt, dumb dumb teenagers. It had everything. <laughs> Matt, what's yours? God damn you, Ian. Because mine is also Friday the 13th. (laughs) High five, high five. Oh my God, are we the same person? We might be. Uh, No, but seriously, it is a greatest hits. Uh, I love that Jason has his own little, like, underground compound at the Crystal Lake. Where's he been all those years? You never get told that. And I adore the fact that they got they went a little meta with that movie where like you know what Jason grows some really nice really nice weed and uses it to lure in teenagers like he spreads rumors of this crazy secret stash and like dumbass teenagers will go to Crystal Lake to try to find it and he's like yeah that's bait yeah. and you're mine now that like, you're mine like I love it I love that it's a greatest hits of 
the series. Yeah. Like it perfectly encapsulates one through four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it's it. The whole thing. Yeah, without um, Corey Feldman or horrible dialogue like "He's killing me! He's killing, He's me. killing me! He's killing me!" <laughs> or "You're a dead fuck." Ah, uh, where's the corkscrew, Ted? Oh my god! <laughs> but no, it's Friday Thirteenth for me as well. Uh, Marcel, how about you? Uh, I just had this in my head. Now it's gone because I I had to listen to you guys talk about Friday the Thirteenth. It's <laughs> um, a good movie. It's good. <laughs> okay, I'll revisit Marcus it. Marcus Nispel, do it. Spooky season. I was I was actually trying to find a good copy, uh, a new copy of the Friday the Thirteenth collection, but it's out of print apparently. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I I'm kicking my I'm kicking myself for not buying it last year. When it was blues, the blues are only available on like two packs of one and two, three and four, four and five, five and six. That's ridiculous, man. So on and so on, yeah. Uh, The Ring. How about that? I love the remake of The Ring. Uh, Gore Verbinski. Oh, bless him. All right. Bless Gore Verbinski. Yeah. He's wonderful. I have a There's a horse in that movie. There's a horse. Oh, yes, there's a horse. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Or was that in the second one? No, that's in the first one. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a good. I just movie. revisited all of those, like Juwan and the and the Grudge and the Ring and or Ringu and Ring. And it, was, it was a good time. I refuse to believe that the Grudge versus the Ring is a real movie that it's exists. Ca- Dude, I'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> I can't it's, believe it's happening. I don't. I'm like, what are they gonna do? Make what's her name watch the tape? And that's apparently what they do. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. Send Holy me shit! Up. This sounds terrible. I see, can't wait. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be on Shutter, right? Yeah, I, the, I think it's like premiering in Shutter. Oh my god! In the US. Yeah, because oh it, my god, it just it just uh, showed at uh, TIFF and at Fantastic Fest. So yeah, I was making the rounds. Um, oh, the versus movie? Yeah, yeah, the versus movie. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, yeah, and I that may be a reason why uh, I think is it Paramount is releasing the new Rings movie. Why? It keeps getting delayed. Yeah, it got delayed again. Oh, it's supposed to be released in 2014, late 2014. Yeah. We're we're almost over with 2016. Not good. Yeah, (laughs) and it got delayed till next year. Yep. Yeah. And they started showing the trailer, and they're like, whoops, wait a second. That movie that's, looks like garbage. That's going to be a thing. Hey, I'm going to be there. Celluloid. I'm I, gonna me be too. There. Oh, I'm going to be there too. I don't think I'm going to see that one. I'm going to go. Ugh. My only heartbreak is that uh, Naomi Watts isn't in it. Uh, Same. I'm, I'm hoping maybe she makes a cameo or something, but yeah, it's still... Uh, I love yeah, Naomi she's busy. Do, she, was, she was probably busy this whole time doing the new Twin Peaks, so... Oh. You know. oh. Can't wait. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well... well, well I well, guess we got yes, to know Ian. We did. We, we did. We we did, and hopefully, yeah, the listeners know. Yeah, more Ian's a pretty Ian. good guy. Good good peoples. Thanks, guys. Actually, there's one more thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, let me ask our guest one more question. Uh, are, are you okay with that, Matt? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ian. Always. Ian. Yo. Um, what's up? Hi there. This is Marcelo. Hey, what you watching, co-host? Um, tell me if you would. Uh, I'll ask you this: Do you have a uh, a, a worthwhile stor- story to tell about Matt Curion? Um, probably the first time I met Matt. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, so I had just started working at my my current job, and um, homie comes in. He's like, "Hey, do you have this movie?" Says the name of the movie. I, 
automatically inside my head cringe because I was going to buy the Blu-ray of that movie that day. The one he wanted. But you guys didn't have the Blu-ray. No, we did. We, we totally did. I bought the, I, I you ended bought the DVD? I bought the DVD. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it was the DVD. Okay. Whatever. Continue. But anyway, I was I cringed in my head because I'm like, this SOB. This I was going to buy I this, hate this, guy. this bastard. I'm going to kill this guy. So I bring him over there, show him the thing. He buys it. And I'm like, yeah, have a great day, dick. <laughs> in my head. Then the next day, he comes in. I'm like, yo, how was that movie? And he's like, not so good. I'm like, ooh. And then we were kind of friends after that. And then I got a... a, a yeah, that was it. We were friends. Ugh. What a beautiful story. That yeah. movie's bad. Yeah, I wanted to kill him, and I hated him for about 24 hours. <laughs> that movie sucks. What was that movie? The Lost River. Lost River. The Lost River. Uh, Ryan Gosling directed it. And Still want to see it. Oh, it's, it's yeah. so bad. It's I, so bad. That was like two years ago. Yeah, I, I, I still want to see that. Yeah, me too. Don't. No, no, I'm, I have to. It's like a thing now. It I've has. Been, it has yeah. Ben Mendelsohn. How can it be it bad? Has, it has Barbara Steele in it, who is in Mario Bava movies. I need to see it. I don't care. It's, it's, it's garbage. Joan from Mad Men's in it, right? What's her name? Christina Hendricks. Yeah, yeah, she's in that. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I know. And her parts of the movie are the best parts of the movie. That's it. Is it Matt Smith in it? And he's awful. Really? Yeah, he's terrible. That's rough. But no, like he, uh, she's the Christina Hendricks is the best part. Like her, her subplot is the best. Should part have been the, the main plot. Okay. Everything ben. else is just fucking boring. Ben Mendelsohn, he dances, doesn't he? Yeah, I know, but still, it's like, I get it, Ryan Gosling. You like David Lynch. Let's not. <laughs> Let's stick to acting for a while. Eh, I don't think you've convinced me not to see this, man. I it's not good. I still gotta see it. <laughs> the, the the main plot is total bullshit, and it's very boring and dull, and goes nowhere. But yeah, the subplot with Christina Hendricks is worth it. So forty minutes of this uh, uh, hundred minute movie is pretty good. Okay. So that's sold. That's like a four out of ten, bro. I'm in. Fine, I'll let you. I'll let you borrow it. It's okay. It's it's literally half a good movie. But yeah. anyway. Hey, Marcelo, what we've been watching. <laughs> hey, it's the meat of the show. This is what we're here to discuss. What it's we've been watching. It's the meat in between the bread parts. Yeah. It's a sandwich. What's the first film we'll be discussing this week? We're going to talk about uh, Antoine Fuqua's, uh, I hope I said that right, uh, Magnificent Seven. You are correct, sir. Antoine Fuqua. just came out, came out this past week. Um, what did you think of it, Marcelo? Me? I liked it very much. Uh, it's... Uh, I was fortunate enough to see to rewatch the previous adaptation of this, uh, starring Yul Brynner, the 1960 Magnificent Seven, mm-hmm. and in by no way uh, does the new Magnificent Seven, you know, hold a flame to that movie it, or to Seven Samurai. Absolutely not, no way. But for what it is, the new Magnificent Seven is a pretty good action western movie. So yeah. it, it hit all my western buttons. I mean, it's got a great cast. The cinematography in it is gorgeous. It's pretty. Except for that final shot, which we will not, we will not discuss it because... It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's just some CGI stuff that they didn't need to add. I'm pretty sure it was like studio mandated. Yeah, and it didn't fit in with like the, the rest of the movie visually. Yeah. But other than that, it's gorgeous. Or that is really... It, it's so gorgeous. I was really surprised by how great this movie looks. But yeah. It's very pretty. 
it it it, it uh, for the most part was thematically lined up with like the previous adaptations. It skewed a bit towards the end. I won't ruin why. Uh, yeah. With like certain, with one certain character's motivations, character motivations and stuff. Yeah. But hey, you know, overall, I had a good time. I had a really good time with this. I, I, as I was watching, I was like, I want to see more westerns like this. You know, uh, yeah. wide release. Um, uh, it's it's too bad we only have like what maybe one or two really good ones a year. Yeah, uh, if if that if that because yeah. last year I think we got really lucky with two really great ones with uh, the Hateful Eight and uh, Bone Tomahawk. Both ah, of those, the hate uh, eight. Yeah, the hate eight and the Bone Tomahawk, which I still have not finished. It's an amazing film. It's well, I have a personal reason why I haven't finished that movie. Why? Why is that? Uh, I was watching it late at night, and then you know I uh, paused it, went out for a cigarette, and I went on Twitter and noticed that people were talking about David Bowie passing away. Oh, okay. So I still have about half an hour of that movie to watch, and I can't bring myself to watch it because it just reminds me of David Bowie his passing like it's 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 like when I was a kid and I got into a car accident and I was listening to uh, Ride the Lightning by Metallica I can't listen to that album ever ever again same situation for me but it was literally ACDC Highway to Hell there you go never again it's like like I can't listen to Ride the Lightning anymore I can't watch Bone Tomahawk at least for a long time it's gonna take some time yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's that's why I haven't finished that. That's understandable. I also forgot uh, Slow West came out last year, which is pretty good. Pretty good. God, Western. I still need to watch that. How was that? Was that good? I thought it was good. It, I mean, it was. I think it was maybe hyped up too much for me, but I I think Fassbender and Mendelssohn, the, the aforementioned Ben Mendelssohn, I think they're really good together. Like, it's, those, it's got it's got the Fastmaster, so I'll watch yeah, it eventually. Yeah. And and speaking of gorgeous, that that looks really gorgeous. And, and that was um, shot in uh, Academy ratio, right? Yes, I was gonna say that it was shot in oh. Academy ratio. It's it's a really nice western. So yeah, last year was we had a pretty good year for, for another western. movie. I another movie I bought for me. And it's true. It's I also see here Slow West is on um, Amazon Prime. So if yeah. you have that, it's on there for free. So, okay, enough of me babbling as, on about as for me with as, as for me with Magnificent Seven, I really loved it. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, I loved all the characters. Uh, I have a running joke with my father. Uh, well, he'll ask me, uh, well, have you seen the original? I'll be like, yeah, I've seen Seven Samurai. Because <laughs> I have not seen the Yul Brenner one. Uh, but I have seen the, um, the Seven Samurai, of course. But yeah, I really love this. Um, actually, a side note here. My dad said that uh, Ethan Hawke really embodied the character uh, from the 60s version, the Yul Brenner movie. Yeah. I forget who I forget who plays him. Uh, Robert Wagner? Robert, okay, yeah. Uh, my dad was saying that uh, he really did a great job of bringing that character to this version, which yeah. made me happy. And I was shocked my dad even wanted to see this because usually he... He sticks to like what he knows and what he grew up with. Like mm-hmm. he'll he saw the original, and usually he sticks with the original. But he loved this movie. Uh, I remember on Sunday when they went to go see it early in the morning. I got a text from my mom saying, "I hope you get to see this movie today. It's really good." That's awesome. <laughs> and and my only question for her was, "How was Vincent D'Onofrio?" Her response. 
classic lovable mountain man. Oh my god. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, I really want that character to have his own movie because Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie is my everything. He is so much fun. He uses this really weird, like, high-pitched voice. Like, oh, "Oh, we're all here for a reason. And I'm like, (laughs) why is this voice coming out of you, Vincent D'Onofrio? And I actually read an interview where Anton Fuqua was like, yeah, you know, I I cast uh, Vincent D'Onofrio and I told him, you know, do whatever you want, but don't tell me what you're going to do. And D'Onofrio just showed up (laughs) for the first day of shooting and pulled out that voice and Fuqua was like yeah that's perfect no keep going please like this is amazing keep please I want this he's great Uh, Byung-Hung Lee is awesome in this Uh, I really only know him from this and the two G.I. Joe movies Uh, everyone tells me I need to see uh, I Saw the Devil which apparently he's like fantastic in it yes Uh, you've seen it Marcelo yeah I Saw the Devil yeah there's a remake of that coming. Soon. Oh, really? By um, one Adam Wingard. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll get and, to him soon. And Simon Barrett, they're doing it together. Yeah, again. let's. Uh, okay. We'll get to them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, I really love this movie. Um, what's the? Who's the bad guy? Who plays the bad guy? Skarsgård. Yes, Peter Skarsgård. Yeah, Ooh. he plays such a good scumbag. Channeling like, Gary Oldman. Yeah, I mean, he comes on the first the first scene he's in. You're like, oh, okay, he's a bad guy. You know this just by the way he carries himself. And I love and it's it's insane to me that Denzel Washington has not been playing cowboys his entire career. Oh my god! Because now I really need to see this because he's great at it. Like like he's totally believable. Like why haven't you been playing a, like a, like a cowboy in every movie? I wish we got more. Really? I mean, like, they're few and far between, but every time, you know, every time they come out nowadays, they can be pretty good. They can, they can be pretty good. Yeah. And this one is one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Like, I've really, really had a good time with this one. Uh, all the characters are great. Uh, it's one of those huge Hollywood blockbusters, and I saw this um, from the IGN review. The, the, the headline was, A summer blockbuster snuck into Oscar season. I saw that, yeah. And like it, it couldn't be farther from the, it, it couldn't be uh, less uh, closer to the truth because this movie is a huge blockbuster, but it showed up in September, which is like mind-boggling to me. It's weird. And I just had so much fun with this movie. Yeah, I, I love this remake of Magnificent Seven, and I'm going to make it a point to actually watch the '60s one. Uh, yes. I think my dad has it on like DVD or something, so I'll I'll, I'll check it out. Uh, which is kind of sad because I feel like it's going to be tainted when I watch it because I saw this version first. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I was, know what you mean. But we'll but see. We'll, we'll see how it turns out. I but think you'll love it. As it stands, I loved this movie. I had so much fun. It's probably the best I've seen from this director. I mean, to be honest, I've only seen <laughs> White House, uh, Olympus Has Fallen. I've yet to see Training Days. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen The Replacement Killers. Yeah, I know. I own it, but I haven't seen it. But so far, this is my favorite that he's done, and I really like what he did with this. It's uh, it's a Western that I think that anyone can enjoy, which I'm sure is, you know, studio manipulation that, you know, we need to make a movie that everyone's going to yeah. like. But you know what? When I saw it, the theater was 
not young people. Really? This was all like old people and like blue haired old ladies. Okay. Yeah. And who had obviously like loved the original. And you know what? This movie got applause at the end. Nice. Which you had clappers, I mean, I love clappers. Which, which I mean, I know a lot of people think it's like bullshit that oh, why are you gonna clap for a movie? The cast isn't even there. Because you, you know had a what? good time. You know what? Does it matter? Shut up. F you, man. Yeah. Can stand I, can up. I swear on this. That's fine. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You had fun. Stand clap. up. Clap for your movie. I mean, so many big blockbusters I've seen that like people just stand up and clap at the end. Force Awakens. Yeah, I did. I the did. whole audience, like, that movie got a standing ovation. Who cares if the cast or the, the crew wasn't there? Yeah. Like, people had a good time, and it's, it's a great way to show affection yeah. for the experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And that doesn't happen, like, a lot of times I'll go to the movies, and it's empty. It's me and, like, four other people, and I'm yeah. like, what is the cinema now? Like, Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm usually the one nowadays that yeah. has to start clapping. You and I saw Neon Demon. We were the only three people in the theater. Yes, like, and we all and we all clapped. It was we awesome. all clapped at the end. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But yeah, no, Magnificent Seven, good movie, great western. Uh, probably the best Hollywood western I've seen since True Grit. Maybe. Nice. Like the most big release, I get. I guess Over, right. Over hatefully. I didn't hear a lot of people talking about that, like general public. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, it's not a western. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Hateful Eight's a horror movie. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a horror goodness. western. Yeah, can't wait to do my double feature with that and the thing. No, do that and Cutthroat's Nine. Ooh, what's that? Cutthroat's Nine is an Italian western that came out in the seventies. It was one of the biggest influences on um, Hateful Eight. Oh Cut- yeah, uh, Cutthroat's um, Nine. The- oh, fuck! I got the blue. I'll let you borrow it. Thank you so it, much. It needs to be seen. Yeah. Oh my Don't, god. Do not watch the trailer for it because the trailer is I'm every, gonna watch nothing about every, it until you every let me kill have in the movie. Don't watch the trailer for it. They're all in the trailer? But it's a western horror it's a horror western. Okay, Sorry. cool. Yeah. Ah. yeah. I'll let you borrow it. They were screening that in Austin, like when they were screening Hateful Eights. Oh, oh that shit. A, that's a perfect double feature. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. But it's yeah, like uh, I need to move to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should mention it was Robert Vaughn, not Robert Wagner. So I'm an idiot. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Robert okay. Wagner was number two. Yes, yes. yes. not him. Okay. Robert heart Vaughn. to heart. Come on. Yeah, that's <laughs> my heart. To, Robert. Okay. Quick aside, we're gonna have a lot of these this Ooh, episode. I love uh, it. Robert Wagner in Heart to Heart is my hair goals. Nice. Like I want his hair. He's such a magnificent he's, human being. He's got a beautiful head of hair. He really does. And uh, listeners, if you haven't watched Heart to Heart, it's fucking awesome. It's so much fun. It's this rich married couple who's like, we're bored. Let's be detectives, and they just solve crimes. Oh. It's so much fun. And there's actually like a remake coming to TV. Interesting. Which I'm fine. They're doing it where they're they're a rich, affluent gay couple. Okay, but how's the solves- hair though? Well, they're a gay couple. I'd, I'd hope they'd be have magnificent heads of hair, right? That's the, that's the key factor. Is that it's, hair. Tw- it's 2016. <laughs> if you're uh, dealing they, with Robert Wagner hair, you need to. It's it's something tough to top. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jimmy Horn for oh, Jimmy. Uh, Heart to Heart for turning me on to that show. Anyway, uh, what else did you watch, Marcelo? <laughs> sorry, I I'm so sorry. This episode's gonna be eight hours long. <laughs> I apologize to the listener. I'm having a good time. I just wish I were drinking. Okay. Why Here we are you go. Drinking. I, I don't. There's no alcohol in the house. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I prepped. No plan. I have no forward thinking. Okay. 
now it's time for pretty much 90% of the rest of the movies we talk about will be horror. So, <laughs> except for like two because of them. Because guess what? It is hashtag spooky season. Spooky season. Uh, if, if you're a listener of the show, uh, please use uh, hashtag Haycast Spooky Season whenever you. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not joking. It's too long. Make it shorter. Fine. Just hashtag Spooky Season. Or hey, how about Haycast Spooky? No, uh, it's hashtag. <laughs> cut all this out. No, wait, this is in. Whatever. Okay. okay fine. Uh, hash, hashtag hash- Haycast Spooky Season. Yeah, or hey cat, or hashtag spooky season. I'm also gonna call out to all the listeners who are in pixels and reels. Uh, when you post in the group, use hashtag spooky season I've been uh, doing it. because it's a lot of fun. It gets a lot of people doing it. And if you uh, log a movie on Letterbox, use the hashtag, uh, the tag uh, spooky season. Okay, you know, just so we can keep things going. I've I forty logs so far. I've I've just officially tweeted out. Hashtag hey cast spooky season. So <laughs> it's gonna be fun. There you go. Uh, so that's the origin of that hashtag. In case it goes big, like at midnight big. Okay. Now it's time for a horror movie called Blair Witch. Which yes, folks, we've talked about last. We talked week. about last week with uh, Scott Wampler. Yes, uh, classic. Who, who yet again I want to thank for being on the show. Because yeah, it was that is a really it was a great listen. Isn't he awesome? Yeah, He's such awesome a good guy. Listen. Like it was it was great having him on. I I, I love that guy. Yeah, and I can't wait to meet him face to face. Give him a good handshake because, I mean, he's literally he works at the theater I think that I go to all the time. So it's crazy I haven't met him yet. So yo, what is wrong with you? Me? I know, I know, I will. So yes, we talked about Blair Witch with him last week, and now yes. I'm going to mention it quickly uh, this week. And Matt also has something to say about it. I do. Uh, so real quick, I had a few friends who were like, "Hey, let's see a movie on a Friday night," and I go, "Fine." What do you, you know, what are the options? And from the options that I saw... Well, what were the options? Okay, um, just whatever's playing now at the theater, and also Magnificent Seven, which at that point I had already seen the night previous. Okay. And I'm like, folks, I, I have, I've already seen this. I mean, I like I it, watched but... watched it already, guys. I, I can't imagine <laughs> watching it again, and everything else... I oh, already... I could. <laughs> I can't wait to see that movie again. I would want to, but not like the day after. It's maybe yeah, too much. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and you mean they're also playing Sully, which I had seen. A lot of these movies I had seen or have no yeah. interest in. Like I have no interest in when the bow breaks. I'm sorry. And also, I honestly I, I, do. It I looks like see, trashy fun. I kind of want to see it. I'll go see that with you, bro. Okay. You want to go see you, that? me, and Carlo? That's it. We're done. Okay, done. let's do it. <laughs> awesome. That'll be a fun trashy <laughs> date night. That'll be fun. I need to be. I need to be hammered when I see those types of movies. Okay, because I, I know like what I know garbage. what to expect. It looks like it should be directed by Tyler Perry, but it's clearly not directed by Tyler Perry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Baxter Stockman. (laughs) And also, I I would have loved to have seen Snowden, but somebody uh, in my group was like, I don't want to see Snowden because he is a terrorist or whatever. And I was like, what? Uh, What are you even talking about? Hey, Marcelo, you need new friends. I know. It's it's a weird thing that this guy said. But anyway, we came to the the conclusion that we were going to see Blair Witch, and I was like, fine. It's been a week since I had seen it, and... (laughs) We'll see what happens, and I'm glad I went because this has never happened to me before. Um, we were the only three in the movie theater. Oh God! <laughs> Which is sad on one point because this is a Friday evening, the week the weekend after it opened, and we were the only three in that theater. Okay, sad. Hashtag sad. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh, a fun. Yeah, actually, nowadays you have to go. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. 
And I I had a good time because the three of us were just <laughs> I don't normally recommend this to anybody, but hey, there's nobody in there. I had already seen it. So I just like we just talked all the way through it and kind of had fun with the movie. It yeah. it was our own private screening. And I love uh, but I came out happens. of it. I came out I of it. I love when that happens. Yeah, it, you know, it's funny. It's never happened to me. Never. For, really? For as many movies as I've seen throughout my entire life, I've never been in a theater by myself. Oh, please. I saw a uh, Scott Pilgrim screening alone. That is. I saw a, a Fury shame. Road screening alone. Oh, oh God. Well, uh, uh, they those those were amazing times. I feel bad that nobody else was there for like two of the greatest movies of the last however many years. Oh, those. But yeah, Blair Witch, Blair Witch. Um, I I don't like it as much anymore, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had the reverse effect where last week I said Blair Witch, the second half I liked a lot compared to the first half. Yeah. And now I'm I'm just I'm flip flopping now. Sorry, I. I I think the first half is effective, but the second half is just too much. Ew, gross! Too much CGI, too much, too much loud, too much loud. Sorry, that that was to a commercial I saw on TV. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I saw a trailer for Birth of a Nation on TV, and my, I said, "Ew, gross." Yeah, but go on. Sorry. <laughs> this is going to be another After Dark episode, isn't it? Eh, no, we're good. <laughs> but I was just distracted. It's the first time I've seen Birth of a Nation advertised on television. I'm sorry. You should be. Thank you. Anyway, uh, you hate it more now, right? Yeah, I do. That's pretty much all I have to say. I had a fun time at the screening itself, but I don't know. It just... Eh, the more I think about it, the more I like it less. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, Matt, what story do you have about this movie? I, all right. I have a weird thing where when I'm torn on a movie, as time goes on, I hate it more and more. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of how I am, too. Because this movie, as soon as I hear like more interviews with Wingard and Barrett, I just don't like this movie as much. Uh, you've had it spoiled for you, right, Ian? Yes. Listeners, obviously, yes. if you're one of the ten people who went to go see it in theaters. If you, if you want to eventually see it, fast forward like four minutes or fast, whatever. Fa- fast forward like two minutes. Cause, I'm still gonna, two minutes. Yeah. Because this movie's whatever. Uh, will I own it when it comes out on Blu-ray? Yes, because I'm a completist. Uh... That whole thing I read the other day, though, where uh, they were like, hey, guess what? You know that creature you saw at the end? It's not the, w- the Blair Witch. What? Yeah. What kind of Appar- fucked up shit is that? Yeah. Apparently, it's not the Blair Witch. Apparently, that was Heather. What? That was Heather from the first movie. Because in the first movie, she got taken over by the, the Blair Witch. And she has become her slave. And now she has to become her warrior who goes out and attacks people who come into the Burkittsville woods. That's yeah, dumb. That's the story. Apparently, the the DVD, the, the commentary will explain all of this without explaining too much, whatever the fuck that means. So that's the commentary that I'm not going to listen to. Yeah, cool. so apparently it's not <laughs> the Blair Witch that you saw, it is Heather. Okay. And to that I say, I'm giving the microphone the finger right now. I'm watching it happen, it's true. It's, it's happening. It's a thing that's it's happening. happening, guys. You know what? Just stop. Stop excusing yourself for your bad movie that you made. Please. Yeah, it's... Blair- Blair Witch 2 forever, guys. I love that movie. That's a that's not a good movie. That's a movie for people who don't like found footage. That's true. It is. That's true. But yeah. It. But yeah, no, apparently it was Heather and not the fucking witch. Oh. Jesus Christ. 
Okay, so yeah, that's dumb. That's really that's, that's you've convinced me not to like this movie in in the and absolute. That's so. the Blair Witch. Yeah. Oh, and, and real quick, I, since Ian brought it up, uh, have you heard Matt that there apparently is an extended version, uh, a director's cut or whatever of the oh. Book of Shadows? What? Ooh, this is an interesting news article. I haven't heard of this. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I think why? It's it's actually been released like once, but pulled. Um, oh shit! The director shit. had his original vision out there. Okay. And the studio said, "F you, no." Not <laughs> nope, you're releasing this. But there's apparently <laughs> That's another awesome. version of Blair Witch Two. Are you talking about the second Blair Witch, right? Book of Shadows. Book right? of Shadows. Book of Shadows. Right. Yeah. There's another version, and the, the movie ruined that director's life, by the way, when it did bad. Yeah, and he did all the horrible reviews. He didn't he do anything else. Himself. Yeah. He, he went on to like. You know, he's a documentary filmmaker. He went on to do the Metallica Some Kind of Monster doc. Okay, that's a, a good movie. Yeah, it's awesome. Some Kind of Monster is great. It's in, yeah, it's great. But, um, so, like, that, that album movie, sucks, but that, that movie's is, good. <laughs> yeah, though, at least we got the cool movie out of it. True. But, um, he went through, like, all kinds of peril after that movie came out. Uh. And it, like, almost, like, ruined his career, and he was, like, a depressive state. But he has a director's cut that he thinks is the, 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 the prime vision of this movie. Huh. That he wants to try to get out there somehow and I'm like oh my god Lionsgate please give me yeah give me the th- give me the thing uh, apparently there's like a VHS copy of it uh, the Lionsgate headquarters and yep. some, somebody has seen it and they can s- <laughs> and yeah it, it's there so I don't know if you, people want to start like a petition maybe it's already happening uh, change.org <laughs> A petition to see this this film. I, I would love to see it. I, I would like to see the the, the film itself because I haven't seen it yet. Um, Matt is really trying to make me not watch it. So it's I, fine. Go watch it. It's just a movie. No, watch it again. It's fun. It's I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Oh, okay. Oh, you know one 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 thing I I saw real quick. Um, there's a yeah. kick, there's a Kickstarter for I don't know if this is sanctioned by the studio or Wingard or Barrett, but there's probably a kick, not. Probably not. There's a Kickstarter that is a a spinoff documentary of what's happening in this current Blair Witch. Oh, so like a a, a modern uh, Curse of the Blair Witch. Yes, yes. That's cool. Great documentary. That's- yes. Oh, you haven't heard the episodes where I talk about how it tricked me when I was a kid. Fucked me up. I didn't like it. I mean, I love it. I've watched it more than I've watched The Blair Witch Project. Thought it was real for probably about a week. So did I. Go on, Marcelo. Sorry. No, that was it. Um, If if that turns out to be anything, if that turns out to be Curse of the Blair Witch 2, then maybe we'll talk about Blair Witch. Yeah. But other than that, nah. Nah. Let's just move on. Nah. Nah, Nah. we good. We good. Okay. Nah, fam. <laughs> but moving on. Uh, Somebody was in the dark by themselves. Yes. Uh, Ian, you watched a movie called Alone in the Dark, not the UA Bowl movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about this one. All right. So it's a slasher movie from 1982. Okay. It was right at the big boom of all of the slashers I went on after Halloween and Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, My Bloody Valentine. Yup. It was yeah. right after that. But it is no joke. If I was gonna make like a, a top ten, even a top five of slasher movies, it's it's in there. Um, the plot is a homicide. Uh, I won't give the plot. Okay, but um, homicidal maniacs break loose from a mental asylum. Okay. That the mental asylum happens to control the power to the town, 
So once, sure. there's, once there's a power outage, that's it. They break out. And the movie <laughs> stars... Hold on, are you ready? Go are for you it. ready? The movie stars Donald Pleasance, Jack Palance, and Martin Landau. Oh my god. Yep, Donald Pleasance plays the doctor of the psych ward. And they because break. of course he does. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. He's Dr. Loomis, and, he has um, to. That's my favorite movie character of all time. Ah, um, really? Yeah. Wow, nice. Yeah. But um, Landau and Palance play two psychopaths who escape, and they go after um, their new psychiatrist who just moved into town. And it turns into a home invasion movie where they're locked up in the house and they're just trying to break in. It's awesome. It's ridiculous. Hilarity ensues. And check it out. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I highly really need to see this. Like you showed me the picture of the cover art the other day. And I'm like, oh my god, the, I need to see this the movie. The look on, on Landau's face is I I can't. There's I love Martin Landau. Me too. Me too. Yeah, he's great. This isn't a spoiler, it happens early on in the movie, but there's a scene where they steal a car, the psychopaths. Right? Okay. And they see a mailman. And Landau says, I want his hat, because he's wearing like a, a police type okay. mailman hat. So they decide to chase him while he's on his bicycle and run him off the road just to get this hat. It's incredible. It's batshit bonkers. And I highly recommend it. The movie has a twist at the end. It's cool. It's awesome. And nobody knows about it. Where is this available? You could find it used on Amazon. It might be on Prime. I don't know. Okay. Worth checking out if it's on Prime. But um, unfortunately, the DVD is like 35 bucks because it's out of print. But... um. It is worth a watch if you could find it somehow. Yeah, I gotta check this out. This sounds like it sounds right up my alley and a lot of fun. Oh, it's it's incredible. There's some musical numbers in the with a band playing. Wait, at the what? Punk rock club. Um, Jack Palance <laughs> has about ten lines of dialogue in the movie, but um, they all have weight to them. Um, Pleasance is off the charts. He should be locked up, not running the asylum. <laughs> so, um, it's like a precursor to Drunk Loomis in the Halloween sequels. That's pretty much what he is in this. So, um, highly recommend it. It's it's great. Um, it was done by Jack Shoulder, who did Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Oh my god. Yeah. Damn cheap birdseed. Um, cheap birdseed. I mean, uh, Nightmare 2, jeez, I've seen... Uh, Porn that's gayer than that yeah, movie. Yeah, it's my favorite of the friend. The first one's what the best. What is wrong with you? My, dude, I love the second film. I love it. But anyway, back to Alone in the Dark. My favorite might be New Nightmare, but go it's on. It's also awesome, incredible. Um, with Alone in the Dark, um, pretty much every trope that you've seen was done in this movie before okay. they became tropes. Okay. And, cool. Um, I definitely recommend you watch it for Spooky Season. It's great. Can I it's borrow great, it? Absolutely. Oh my god, yeah. you're my hero. I saw... I've been wanting this on, on DVD or Blue. There's no Blue available yet. Of Maybe course. Maybe one day. The DVD was on Amazon for 30-something, and I'm like, fuck it, I need this. Yeah. I only saw it once on VHS back in the day. When you were a kid, yeah. Yup. So, um, I highly recommend it. Lin Shay is in it. Lin hmm. Shay of Insidious fame. And it's produced by Bob Shay. Okay, of course. Or, I think Brother, because this is one of the first New Line Cinema films. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it's this one like, of the very first ones that they, they put out. They did this, and then they hit the big time with Nightmare. Yeah, okay, cool. Yep. So definitely check it out. Oh I my highly God. recommend it. Yeah, I need to see this it's movie. It's batshit bonkers and top-tier slasher. Ma- uh, Marcelo, let's make it a point to see this movie. Well, I, uh, as Ian was, was talking, I looked it up, and it's not on Amazon Prime. 
Oh, yeah. boo. And that the sucks. DVD is, yeah, $67. Uh, oh, my God. So buy. Ian got one of the cheap ones. Yeah, I lucked yeah. out. Yeah. So I don't know how I'm going to see Oh, actually, fuck. I, I think I know how I'll see it. I'll visit my local video store, Vulcan Video, and oh, rent shit. it. Yeah. So, yes, I, do. I, th- I, think, I, think, I think we can see this, Matt. Let's watch it by next episode. I'm going to write it down because I'm going to stop by uh, there uh, this week. So I'll pick it up. Awesome. Awesome. Alone nice. in the dark. There yep. you go. All right, cool. I can't wait to see this. Enjoy, guys. Oh, Enjoy. my goodness. Uh, Marcella, what would you watch? Yeah, I had an awakening. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. The Awakening, the movie starring Rebecca Hall. I I have this tradition where just about every week, me and my friends sit down, watch a movie on Netflix, and drink and make fun of it. And we did that with a film I'll discuss later. Uh, and this was a film that we put on just, just because, like, I, I I remember it came out and I was like, oh, it's like a cheesy horror movie that uh, I I mean I didn't really hear much about it. I just heard it was out and uh, I was expecting one thing and I got another. I got a really effective horror movie. Um, wow! Yeah, it stars Rebecca Hall as this as this uh, author who tries to uh, uncover hoaxes made mm-hmm. by. Um, <laughs> Uh, what do you call them? Those people who contact the dead. Uh, psychics. Psychics. Yeah. So she. That th- bullshit. Th- that's like her life mission, and then she goes to a a a, a children's home to uncover okay. what she believes is is a hoax. These kids are seeing a ghost child running around, and of course, the these hauntings turn out to be real because this is a horror movie. Well, of the, well yeah, or well, else you wouldn't have a movie. Yeah, well, of course. But it, I'll say like the effects in it and the jumps in it, the jump scares aren't that great. But what it makes up for in that, what it lacks in that, it makes up for in like emotional uh, uh, weight. Because by the okay. end, I was like, man, this is a this is an effective story. I connected with these characters, and there's a twist that happens that is kind of shocking. <laughs> I'm trying to recall a a movie that has this. It, 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 not not to get into spoilers, but man, it goes into a flashback of these murders that just feel so real. And Re- Rebecca Hall is like in this flashback, and she sees it, and she's trying to escape from this because it's so <coughs> horrific. But she can't. Like every door she goes through, she's like in the same room. Like I love that. That 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 effect is like amazing. It feels it feels like I've seen that kind of scene before. But here they pull it, it sounds off. Sounds claustrophobic. Yeah, it's like she she tries to get out of this nightmare, but she just is in it, and she keeps seeing this vision of these murders. And yeah, it's it's effective. That's all. That's all I can say. It's on Netflix right now. It's, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's I where I saw see this. Yeah, um, it took me by surprise for sure. Huh. And I love Rebecca Hall, and she's pretty damn great in this. And also, yeah, she's great in it. Dominic West is in it, and he's pretty good. Uh, as like the the love interest and yeah I think it works by the end I was really hooked and I looked over at my friend who like, we were expecting like to laugh at it but we looked at each other and goes, that was pretty good I go yeah, yeah that was that's actually a really good movie yeah <laughs> I I recall the intro being really awesome with the yeah. um remember when she's trying to debunk the whole seance thing and the intro. Yeah. It's the first five minutes, so I guess not spoilers, but I thought that was awesome. The atmosphere in the movie was also really great, too. It, like, it had me hooked. I liked it. It's cool. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's pretty cool too. Yeah, it, it had like a kind of the Conjuring feel to it. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean that that I mean Ian, you, you've seen it. Like mm-hmm. you know that scene I'm talking about right? with, with that murder and like Rebecca yes. Hall. It, it, that is that is pretty it's damn pretty, good. I think. Yeah, it's it's pretty deep. It gets there. Yeah, for sure. So yes, Matt, see this. I'm going to. It's on Netflix. Yes, it's all right. It, it's a hidden Lining gem. Lining it up on for Netflix. spooky season. Yeah, perfect for spooky season. Right. Uh, Ian, you walk you walk through time. Yes, I did. Um, Tell me all about Time Walker. All right, it's a thing. Um, <laughs> so Scream Factory decided to release four movies that were exclusive to their site on Blue. Okay. So one of them was The Time Walker. Okay. The cover to this blew me away. I'm pretty sure I saw it when I was younger. I had no recollection, but I remember seeing the VHS box cover in stores. So I just pulled the trigger and bought it. Um... It's the story of a mummified alien who uh, they find um, a bunch of students and professors find in King Tut's tomb. Okay. And uh, he's got a whole bunch of diamond jewels in his um, casket, which one of the guys takes and tries to sell, but eventually ends up giving them away to, like, his his girlfriend or his other friends. And, uh, yeah, the mummy needs that because that's part of his uh, time traveling thing (laughs) is these five little diamonds. So, uh, yeah, the mummy decides to run amok, and um, hilarity ensues. Um, (laughs) It's not as good as I thought it was going to be, or as I may have remembered it from back in the day, but it has James Karen in it. Who? James Karen. Um, Poltergeist, he was the real estate boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, um, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. James, James, the coolest man ever, Karen. Thank you. And, oh, my um, goodness. So it's worth it for that. The mummy looks really cool. Yeah. But the movie's pretty slow. It's so, real slow? Yeah. That was, that was my... The trailer's great, though. Watch the trailer. Go on YouTube and watch yeah, the trailer. Immediately All watch right. the trailer. Looks awesome. Marcelo, have you ever heard of this movie? I have not. You got me there, Ian. I got I got a lot of weird ones. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I I say Marcelo, you and I just watch this trailer. Yeah, watch the trailer and it's better than watching the movie and you'll enjoy yourself. You'll be like, That's awesome. Cool. Don't need to see that, but cool. Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds fun. Uh, speaking of not fun. Ooh. I watched Dead Rising Watchtower. Oh, a crackle, oh. a, a crackle original movie. Oh. This is that movie you were complaining about this past yes, week. Yes, it was. And let me say to any listener, never watch a movie on Crackle, <laughs> the free streaming service. Oh, so you had commercials every forty-seven seconds. I had a, I had, I had a three-minute commercial break. Every five minutes, Jesus so it Christ. so it Was turned it the commercial to every. Time? Yes, oh my god! I know all about oh. the Microsoft Surface Pro. Oh god! I could I could recite that commercial, that little fucking jingle that they have. Uh, why Why would you do this to yourself? Because I was in the mood to watch a dumb fucking zombie movie, and you know what I got? A dumb zombie movie. Oh. Guess what? This is a video game movie that's not based on a video game because it does what a lot of video game movies does. What they do is not base it on the story of the video game. <laughs> they try to make a little spin-off story, which is a bad idea because people who like video games don't want to see a spin-off story. They want to see the story that they just played. 
Am I right? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dead Rising Watchtower. Watching it on Crackle with those commercial breaks turned a two-hour movie into a four-and-a-half-hour movie experience oh. that took me two days to watch because... I was bored out of my skull with this movie. Yeah, sure, the zombie effects are cool. Some of them are offensive. Uh, offensive? Real- Something offensive, Matt? What What was offensive? Oh, my God, there's a zombie walking around. You know how like people carry their kids in like that papoose thing? Yeah. Well, it's a zombie eating the baby out of the papoose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not funny, Marcelo. It's gross. Uh, this movie's... This movie's fucking dreadful. Uh, outside of Rob Riggle, who plays the character... Uh, everyone knows Rob Riggle. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's funny. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, it's god-awful. Oh. It's just a stupid fucking zombie movie that no one should ever see. What I would recommend is going on YouTube and watching Rob Riggle Dead Rising. You will see a ten-minute highlight of all of his best scenes, which is all of his scenes, because he'll, he's only in it for, for ten, ten minutes. fucking minutes. <laughs> but no, this movie's bad. Uh, it looks bad. Oh. Everything is bad about Dead Rising Watchtower. <clears throat> I didn't get any enjoyment out of this movie outside of Rob Riggle, who, yeah, he's cheap, but he makes me laugh. So pretty much what you're saying is you should watch the ten-minute segment of Rob Riggle and Dead Rising and then watch the Time Walker trailer. What? That and play the video game. Yeah. Because that's all you need <laughs> from Dead Rising in the cinematic universe oh. of Earth. Because it's not very good. That's rough. So I I don't know. I don't know if I should answer I don't know if I should ask more questions or just leave it be. Because Ask me. Ask me a question. What's up? Okay, how how old is this movie? Did this just come out? Recently? Last year. It came out last year, okay. And they actually just released a second one. What? Called Dead Rising Endgame on Crackle, which I will not watch because I do not want to spend another five hours watching a garbage movie. Isn't Billy Zane in that? Billy Zane is in the sequel. Ooh. Well, then you must watch it then, man. But Rob Riggle is not, so I have zero interest. Who does Rob Riggle play? He plays Frank West. I covered Wars, you know. Uh, no, he's the main character in the first video game. Yeah, that's who he plays. Yeah, I don't, I don't play video games or know much about this this video game franchise. Dead Rise, all right, the the basis of Dead Rising, the video game series, is uh, you're in a enclosed space, say a theme park or a mall, and you have a certain amount of time to murder as many zombies <laughs> as you can with as many weird weapons as you can. And that's like, it. You, like, yeah, yeah that's basically. It. You can, uh, one of the weapons is a lawnmower. Yeah. So you can reenact uh, Brain Dead, Brain Dead Alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is the main reason why I like this video game. Dead Rising's cool because you can uh, kick ass for the Lord <laughs> and uh, murder things with a lawnmower. Oh, a weed whacker. <laughs> I remember that too. Uh, okay. Real quick, Ian and I know about a little movie called. Chopping Mall. Most listeners might know it as Killbots. Who knows? Uh, it is a pseudo-sequel to Eating Raul, which I watched uh, a couple months ago and talked about on the show. Ian, what's Chopping Mall? Chopping Mall Tell me is, about the release, um, and tell me about the movie. Alright, so it came out in, I think, 85? Yeah. Um, it's a Jim Wynarski film, so if you're familiar with him, you know what you're gonna get into. Um... Yeah, it's about a mall and security robots 
and uh, a lightning bolt. <laughs> and they all go haywire, and they, and they start killing the teens. And they, uh, yeah, it's it's got a great cast of people in it. Barbara Crampton's in it. Yep, and it has um, a great cameo from the couple from Eating, Eating Raul. Reprising said role yeah. from the movie. Yeah. Um, it is a basket case of fun cheese glory. It is so much fun. I remember being a kid and watching this. It came on like a Saturday morning, and it was called Killbots. Yeah. Uh, which you could never get away with that title no. nowadays. Uh, but nowadays it's called Chopping Mall, and I actually own it. I owned it on DVD. It was in an eight pack of like Puppet Master and Waxworks <laughs> and like all this other bullshit. But now recently, uh, Lionsgate re uh, they resurrected their Vestron video. Uh, anyone who grew up renting movies in the late 80s, early 90s knows Vestron Video. You got Chopping Mall. You got Blood Diner. Uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 3 with that that really pretty lady with the, with the with needle the fingers. Needles, yeah. Uh, yeah. They were a uh, schlock house, basically. And Lionsgate just decided, you know what? We're going to put these movies out on Blu-ray. And we're going to make it really fun for collectors because we're going to do spine numbers. Yep, that's a thing. I'm doomed. They do spine numbers. <laughs> Ian is doomed. He's yes. going to end up buying all these. I'm probably just going to buy a few. But Chopping Mall is spine number number one. Fun. And I own it. And, yeah, it's a wild movie. Uh, the guy from The Gremlins is in it. Uh, Dick Miller. Dick Miller Dick is in Miller. it. That guy. That guy. Yep. The guy who's in every every movie. Uh, he plays a janitor who gets electrocuted <laughs> by the killbots, and it's so much fun. What are you doing here? Oh, what are you doing? So good. <laughs> Interesting anyway. bit of trivia about that movie. Jim Wynarski filmed most of it wearing uh, his pajamas. Ha! Said he wants to wear his pajamas and make the movie. That's all you need to know, <laughs> you folks. Know, screw him. Buy the movie. He's kind of weird. Yep. He's a weird guy. But yeah, I mean... It's 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 shopping mall. It's killbots. It's available now from Vestron Video Blu-ray. Uh, check it out, folks. It's good times. I Let's have, speak. I've never heard of it, but yes. Oh, oh my God, Whoa. Marcelo, you're in for a treat. Top of the list, bro. Top of the list. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's a lot it of fun. Actually, a lot of fun. When I go to the video store, I'll pick this up as well. How about that? They'll, they'll probably have it. Yeah, it they'll probably have the VHS. And it's going to be the same cover on the one that you got. Too, yeah, it will. The same beautiful cover. <laughs> Uh, it's you. All right, uh, Ian, you saw a really creepy movie. Tell me about uh, the taking of Deborah Logan. All right, so um, since you mentioned Blair Witch earlier, um, found footage. It's a thing. It's been around. It's kind of on its last legs now, and we're going into a new cycle. But for me, the last great found footage movie was the taking of Deborah Logan. Um, it was just released straight to Netflix. I still need to see this. Under the radar, no, no like I think it's on DVD now. But um, it was kind of released like Hush was earlier in the year, where it just uh, came out. Hush is so good. Yes, Marcel, you've it. seen that? No, you haven't watched it yet. Uh, watch Not it. yet. It's oh my so god, it's great. It's so good. Hush um, is Hush is terrific. Good Bloomhouse. Yeah. So just came out. Boom, released to Netflix and kind of developed a cult word of mouth thing, and then blew up. It's a story about a, a documentary filmmaking crew who is doing a documentary about Alzheimer's. So they agree to um, live in a house with a, a woman and her daughter. The woman is suffering from Alzheimer's. So they agree to move in there and pay for some of the rent while they're filming this documentary. And um, yeah, things go really wrong. Um, if 
you're going to be affected by the Alzheimer's thing. It's pretty serious in this movie, and it is bothersome. Yeah, I hear they take it serious. Yeah, it's it's taken seriously. So if if that's a sensitive subject for you, then just go in knowing that. But um, this is found footage done right, at least for me. Okay, cool. Um, it's an engaging story, and it even has. You know how when you watch found footage, you're like, if that was me, I'd just get out of there and run away. Yeah, exactly. Well, midway through, it's a crew of people that move in there, like four guys, okay. three people. Um, one of the guys is like, fuck this, I'm out. And he just leaves. And I'm like, you can't leave. <laughs> exactly. And he That's gets what you would do. he drives away, and he's like, yep, no, fuck you, I'm out. So, <laughs> it finally happened. <laughs> I love this yeah. movie already. Yeah, it took 15 years of found footage, but it finally happened. It finally happened. So, Someone um, said, you know, no, I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm out. Nah, fam. <laughs> but there's some really disturbing images in it, and um, one of the last scenes in the movie, I hope you haven't had it spoiled for you by uh, the internet, but um, it just, my jaw was on the floor, and I didn't know. Oh, I was my like, God. What, what am I watching? Matt oh knows what goodness. it is. But, um, yeah, check it out. Taking him to Ever Logan. Um, it's on Netflix? Yep, it's on Netflix. Awesome. I got to check it out. Ooh, oh, have, it, uh, have it loaded up for super spooky season. Good spooky season stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Awesome. It got me. I jumped like 10 times. <laughs> and I'm nice. like, nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> You're like the little octopus just running yeah. across the, yeah. the what sea is floor. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> um, so that sounds pretty awesome. I got to check this out. I hear it's creepy. Anyway, Stephen King's It. Uh, featuring what might be the best Tim Curry performance outside of Clue, maybe? We all float down here. We all float down here. So good. Beep, beep, Richie. <laughs> uh, this movie is... Okay, it's not good. No. It's well, not good. Okay, it wow. has a great first half. For part one is great. Part one is terrific. Uh, this was a TV miniseries uh, from 1990, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who listeners may know as the director of Season of the Witch, Halloween 3, one of the best in that fucking franchise. Um, it is... It's decent. Uh, the first half is terrific. The second half is very lackluster outside of a pretty good John Ritter performance. Yeah. Because, come on, he's John, John Ritter. Ritter. He's rest in peace. Yeah. He's great. Um, but yeah, no, a Stephen King's It is uh, based on the Stephen King story. It's uh, Tim Curry playing uh, the evil clown Pennywise, who basically just terrorizes this group of kids in the 1960s or 50s? Late 50s. Late 50s. Yeah, yeah. this is like Leave to Beaver like, times. Yeah, it's got like Stand By Me vibes. So yeah. Like... Um, the first half is terrific. Love it. But then the second half is based on them as when they're adults going back, and Ooh. it's it's plagued by bad stop motion, bad performances. Uh, and thank, the cast is actually... If the you look cast at the is good. Cast, like, wow, this the adult be cast awesome. is good. Thank but... God they cut that one scene out. Thank God. Thank God they cut that one scene out. God, I hope it's not in the new version of this movie. Oh. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Anyone who's read It knows what scene I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 fun. And Tim Curry is still creepy. But other than that, it's not as great as you remember. No. No. Marcelo, I know you haven't seen this, but I hope you do see it eventually. I'm sure I will. I'm sure I... Uh, uh, you'll, probably, lot... you'll probably see it before the new one comes out. Yeah, for I'm sure. sure. There are a lot of Stephen King adaptations that I haven't seen. Like, I, I mean, 
for a segment for the Talk From Society podcast, I just recently watched for the first time Pet Cemetery. Nice. So, and there are other ones I haven't seen, like Christine. I haven't seen. Oh my God, Christine is top notch. That's top that's, tier carpentry. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it said, said the words right out of my mouth. I was gonna say that, but that's wow. real good. Yeah, you need to watch that. Um, what else haven't I seen? There's a long list. I, I think I mentioned on that episode that segment. I actually recorded it with Andrea. Uh, okay. At Parker and Cooley. Um, did, no, no, no. That has that's not out yet. Um, oh. Oh, oh, I just spoiled it. Oh no. <laughs> um, Spoilers. Oh boy. On, on the on the episode I was thinking about, we talked about the invitation. So listen back oh, to that oh, episode, okay. uh, episode fifty six. But for a future episode, yes, her and I discuss Pet Cemetery. Uh, and what was gonna, what was I gonna say? Oh, I said on that sh- on that episode, I'm not, and I don't want this to come out wrong, but. I'm. Uh, I love Stephen King, but I'm not like as in depth. I haven't like read enough or watched enough to be like a true Stephen King fan, if that makes sense. So yeah, there's a lot I need to see. There's a lot, lot Fair I enough. Need to read. So yeah, not as much as you guys, obviously. Well, yeah, you know. Well, yeah. Well. What what other what other King thing, uh, folks? Is is there to discuss? What oh like okay, it came out. Yeah, it's what else came out on Blu-ray? Yeah. Uh, Recently. Salem's Lot and The Cat's Eye. Oh, tell me about these. All right, so Salem's Lot, uh, I think it was King's second novel? The after second novel Carrie? after Carrie, yeah. Yeah, um, TV miniseries with, um, oh, who's the name of the guy? He was in um, the TV show. I forget. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but who directed it? Toby Hooper. Hell yeah. Yup, and um, it's fun. It's long. It's three hours. It's, it's a two. It was a two-night, yeah, two-parter. But um, if you live in the UK and you're listening, you have probably seen the two-hour theatrical movie cut version yeah. of this. Yeah, with yeah. Added gore. I wish we had that here too because I would love to AB both of them. Yeah. But well. um, also came out was the Cat's Eye. Okay. Starring one Drew Barrymore. Of course, she was a king standby. Her yep. that Firestarter and James Woods and also. Oh my um, God. Robert Hayes from Airplane. Okay. Um, you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> hell of a day to quit cocaine. <laughs> um, Trump. Oh, boy. <laughs> Go on. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend Cat's Eye for Spooky Season. It's a lot of fun anthology movie. Um, the best acting cat I've ever seen in cinema. <laughs> Better cat- than Gone Girl? Really? Yes. No, this cat... Uh, I don't know about this that. This cat's in the whole thing. Dude, this cat does oh, everything. This cat travels across the country. By boat, plane, and... Not plane. By boat, train, and car. Planes, trains, and automobiles. More or less. I'm very happy. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend watching that. It's really cool. And the intro, as a little gag, has the cat running and almost getting hit by a car, the Christine <laughs> car, and getting chased by a wild dog, a la this Cujo. Sounds, okay, this sounds like totally yes. right up my alley. So, that's the start of your movie. Definitely All watch right. it. Fun anthology. I'm to check it out. Speaking of horror, yes. <laughs> we're still... I, I, I'm actually surprised we managed to see this, this much horror in the last week or so, Matt. And we're just kicking off spooky season, so spooky I mean, season, it's, yeah. it's only going to get more from here. <laughs> I know. It's only going to get more from here. So I I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh my goodness, oh did you get boy. that new uh, Scream Factory? No, I didn't. I was just talking to Ian off oh, mic about this. Oh, I need to get it. So good. It just dipped in price on Amazon. It's like 18 bucks now, so I'm getting it. 
Um, I I watched this thankfully in a theater. Oh wow! Night. That's awesome! Oh wow! Oh, that's why we couldn't record. Did last you get night. a con- complimentary bowl of chili? Oh, I hope you did. I wish. I wish. <laughs> wow, the Alamo Draft House is slacking. They should have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They should have done that. Jesus, what's wrong with that? Oh, you you assumed I saw this at the Draft House, Matt? Oh, I I, I know you did. <laughs> well, well, if I had one in my town, I'd be there every night. Oh, of course. Yes, I saw oh. this uh, at the at where, Matt? The Alamo Draft House, where dreams are made. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I yeah. Um, peek behind the curtain, folks. We usually record on Tuesday nights, but they were screening Texas Two this past Tuesday. I was like, Matt, I can't record that night because I need to see this. Uh, I, I can't pass this up. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's a movie that I saw as a kid on cable late at night. And it just kind of freaked me out. <laughs> as as yeah. Scott said last week, it's a, it's a movie that was made through the mist of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and man, um, I don't know where to be- I, don't, I don't know where to begin with this. So let me skip to the end um, of the movie, and I'm not gonna spoil it. But it's 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 a movie that, regardless if you, if it's spoiled for you or not, you have to see this. You have to see. It. As as we just mentioned, it's out on in a, uh, on a Scream Factory disc. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have it yet. I will have it soon. Um, see it that way, folks. But what stuck to the the, Im- the imagery that stuck with me as a kid that I still have is um, those final moments of the movie when Dennis Hopper. Yes, Dennis Hopper's in this. He he plays one of the good guys. Oh, but kinda. He's just as insane as the rest. Of, God, I love this movie. Of, uh, of the cannibals in this movie. Um, he has a chainsaw fight with Leatherface. Damn right he does. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Which goes on for about ten minutes, it seems. It goes on for a long oh, time. Oh, it's wild. It's amazing. And also, the, the final moments with, um... Oh, God. I'm terrible with names. And can we talk about how great Bill Mosley is in yeah. this? As yeah. Chop Top? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Chop Top. Um... Dog Wheel Hunt! Uh. <laughs> When they break into the radio station, oh my god, so good. top tier. Yeah, Chop Top, like, what, what is Chop Top? He's just like a... Chop Top's just some well, Vietnam vet who got a metal plate in his head, and he likes to scratch it with a metal hanger. It's great because the, the hitchhiker from the first one, Yeah, that guy was, you know, obviously dead, so they wanted somebody Bring in Chop there. Top. So there you go, Bring you get Chop, Chop Top. Top. Dog wheel hunt. <laughs> I oh love Bill Mosley. So uh, he's such a nice man. Yeah, yeah, he's very. He's pleasant. really one of the nicest uh, actors individual. I've ever met. Yeah, he's really cool. So it, it it's it's it, it sticks with me still to this day that I, I Chop Top has like a final confrontation with our female mm-hmm. lead Stretch, uh, played by Caroline Williams. Love Stretch. Yeah. And oh, I love this uh, movie. I gotta pick up uh, this Blu-ray. Yeah, and uh, Chop Top is dispatched with, and the final image, the final shot of the movie still sticks sticks with me. Oh my god, it's is, the perfect mirror of the first movie. Yeah, stretch with the chainsaw dancing, screaming at the top of her lungs, and oh, on shit. like a on like a bone tower. Yeah, yeah, some like shit. Some, <laughs> some crazy ass tower. <laughs> it's it's a perfect end to this movie because it it's is so good. insane. Um, I, I I forgot how. Perverted and sexual. This is also. Yeah. Well, come on, it's Toby Hooper. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Leatherface falling in love with uh, with Stretch. <laughs> I, I, it must have just receded in my brain as a kid. I, I, it's disturbing why I saw this as it's a something early, else. Late, yeah. Early age. Um, see, I don't know what else to say. It's I love Hopper in this. I love everybody in this. But yeah. Has like one of my favorite one, one of my favorite jump scares like ever is like when they're in the record like when they're at the radio station. And Chop Top leans in and goes, "Hey, what's in here? More records?" He turns on the lights, and Leatherface oh, just comes so out, good. runs at Stretch. Oh, it's, it's such a great so visual. Good. Yeah. The the theater I, I was in, they just like I, I could tell like half of them had seen it. They were just, ah. like, just in complete shock when that happened. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and what's funny is like towards the end, and like before the movie ended, like ten minutes before the movie ended, I could see people walking out because they just had enough of it. <laughs> oh, what a bunch oh, of what's bunch terrible. of weenies! It cracks me up though because yes, it is. It it, it goes insane, man. Like it's yeah, like it's a crazy movie, but stay to the end. Who walks yeah. out on a movie? It, they're just nuts, but. It's just you paid for this. Yeah. It's, it's stick around for another ten minutes, folks. It's, oh. it's Stretch just screaming at the horror that's happening, ah. and the scene with the the the, the grandpa like with a hammer. It goes, oh my god! It goes on. Bless this movie. It goes on for like five <laughs> minutes too long. Yeah, which just is just like it did great. in the original. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it's. I I don't know. I I need to see this again. It's. It's one of my favorites now. And it's oh, good. Oh. It's 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 pretty much the first movie with added comedy. And yeah. Toby Hooper was like, "Well, I thought the first movie was a comedy." And then I'm and like, "No well, one got what? it." And nobody got it. So then he's like, "I'm going to make this one funny." I'm like, yeah. "Whoa, okay." He's like, "You know, I'm actually going to try this time and make it funny." Yeah. And I oh, I, I made this Hooper, claim on Twitter. Heart. Uh I think this movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is a better Texas movie than Let's say Hell or High Water, which is the movie everybody's praising this year. Yeah, everyone loves that thing. I don't. I'm the only one. I know you are. I know. And I'm I'm from Texas, and I can say that's a shit Texan movie. And this is a... I mean, when... Oh, but is, is it a shit Texan movie, but is it a good movie? I don't think it's a good movie anyway. Uh, Hell or High oh, Water. Oh, wow. I don't know. I've, so you're telling me I'll love it. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Oh, boy. It's not a good Texas movie. It's not a good movie in general. I I don't think. I mean, like I said, I'm the lone voice in that with Hell or High Water. But this, yeah, this, from what I've movie, seen, you are the only one. Just just speaking of like Texas terms, man, like the first line of this movie is uh, one of those young frat guys who gets killed. He's him saying, Ooh. "Hook 'em horns, hook 'em horns." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and my the audience I saw it with just were cackling because like, oh, we're, we're fucking in Austin, Texas, and. <laughs> like even us being Texans, Texans in Austin, we just can't stand those people. Okay, those them horns. fucking oh fucking douchebags, and they were Ooh. drinking Shiner. Oh, it's pure Texas. Yep. It's pure Yeehaw. Texas. Uh, anyway, yes, I love this movie so much. What's next, Matt? We're we're nearing the end. This is it. We oh, are. Uh, we have like two more subjects. Yes. Uh, both Ian and I watched uh, The Shallows uh, last night. And let me tell you, still one of my favorite films of the year. Probably the best shark movie since Jaws. Uh, this movie, uh, I said it off mic, but when I first saw it in the theaters, I must have, we must have gotten a bad projection because 
it was very not good looking. <laughs> and then when uh, we watched it on Blu-ray, it was one of the most colorful films I've ever seen. I, I love this movie. I love everything about it. I love how quick and taut it is. I love how as she gets attacked by the shark, the color palette gets more dull and dark and bland. Yeah, no, this is one of my favorite films of the year. Um, Colette Serra is pretty good as a, as a filmmaker. Uh, Ian, what did you think of this? I loved this movie. I missed it during the summer. Oh, so I heard everybody's praises. Like, best shark movie since Jaws. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Because I watched <laughs> watch Jaws on, on the regular. So I'm like, I can't wait. And I love shark movies. But I hate Sharknado or Sharktopus movies. Because they're garbage. Yes. But, um, so I was all in. Uh, I really liked it. It was tense. It was visceral. What you said with the, with the color palette changing. The Blu-ray looks phenomenal. And it was just a great movie experience. I wish I saw it in theaters. I'm kicking myself that I missed it. But, um, It was actually fun seeing it in theaters, I though. I uh, with a it group was, of people. Oh. It was a very small oh, audience. Oh, really? It was Carlo and I, and it was, uh, like, clearly, like, an older sister and her younger sister okay. who had like the yeah. older sister's like I'm gonna freak out my younger sister yeah. and take her to see it <laughs> both of them couldn't stop screaming throughout this movie awesome. it was a wonderful time yep and Blake Lively massive hand clap she was awesome she, is she in, brought it in this movie she and... gives one of the best performances of the year yeah. and she's in two of my favorite films of the year this and Cafe Society like she is She's the real deal. Yeah. Like, I love Blake Lively. She's wonderful. Marcella, what did you think of The Shallows? I, I love it. I love it. It's one of the best of the year. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sad for you that when you first saw it, Matt, you had a bad projection. But you know what? Hey, last night, loved it. It was beautiful. Yeah, because when I first saw this in a theater, I was like in awe of just the cinematography. It looked pretty damn crisp and, and pretty. But then, yeah. Huh? As the movie progresses, it gets darker and less colorful. Mm-hmm. It's really cool yeah. the way they do that. Also, a special shout-out to Steven Seagal. Yes, one of the uh, best rising stars of 2016. That little bird is adorable. Uh, I so hope cute. I see more from him. <laughs> but yeah, no, The Shallows, really good. Yeah, The Shallows is really good. And yeah, it's out on Blu-ray. And I Pick fully it recommend up. it. Uh, now this brings us to our final segment of the evening... We haven't talked about this guy in a while. Actually, we talked about it a little bit last week, but De Palma! Holy mackerel, are we going to talk about Brian De Palma? Uh, this little mini-marathon was brought on by me finally getting uh, getting to see uh, the Noah Baumbach documentary De Palma! Uh, featuring holy mackerel about 15 million <laughs> times. Um, I watched the entirety of this movie, except for a quick five minutes. Um... I, I fast forwarded through the Raising Cane sequence because oh, yeah. I knew I because because I knew I was about to watch Raising Cane, so I saw all of about five minutes of No Baumbach's De Palma. Love it! It's one of my favorite films of the year. It's I think it's in my top five right now. It's nice. it, it's I'm so glad that De Palma is getting the attention he deserves now yeah. in like the I guess you would say like the twilight of his career. Yeah. Uh, but this guy deserves attention. All the time, always. Yeah. Uh, I love De Palma. I had so much fun watching this movie. Uh, I know neither of you have seen this yet. I fully recommend it. I fully recommend it to you. Top I recommend it to any of the listeners out there. 
it's a lot of fun. Uh, and right after that, yes, I did watch the new Scream Factory of Raising Cain. And I'll say this, I can't speak for the, um, what's it called, the theatrical cut, but I will speak for the uh, re-edit. And what I will call it is Wacky Lithgow's Wild Ride, because <laughs> guess what? John Lithgow is uh, batshit crazy in this movie, and I loved him. So I loved him bonkers, in this. Uh, you talked about it last week, Marcelo. Uh, yep. Ian, what do you think about uh, Raising Cain? I had not seen it since the theatrical cut okay. on VHS. And um, watching, I just went, I got the same blue, and I just went right in and did the director's cut. And I was like, what, what, what is this? This is awesome. <laughs> it's just like him, I forget what he did right before it, and I forget what came right afterward. But Wacky De Palma. It's just crazy. So good. And that final sequence is, oh. like, mind-blowing. The orchestration of him with the slow-motion shots, I just, I can't, man. He's it's great. It's so good. It's, oh, it's, I, I liked it a lot. It's it's not my favorite De Palma, but it's Oh, no, no, not at all, but it's still a really good awesome, time. And I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. It's definitely got, like, Lithgow and, um, it's got kind of a psycho vibe too to it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, especially last... with the uh, director's cut where it spends the first like yeah. sequence with the woman. But it's a Palma, so it's oh, always yeah. gonna. Yeah. It's, it's always gonna, gonna be Hitchcock. Yeah. Uh, okay. After that, uh, you talked about that movie last week, uh, Marcelo. But after that, I watched the Black Dahlia, which everyone had turned me off of. They're like, "Don't watch. It's boring. It's stupid. It's really bad." Guess what? I fucking loved it. I love the Black Dahlia. Uh, De Palma, I think, was born to do uh, film noir. Uh, everything about this movie was gorgeous. And just like the sweeping De Palma camera movements are, are great. Uh, Josh Hartnett, really underrated, like, lead. Like, I'm so sad that he never really caught on in Hollywood. Uh, he's great in it. Scarlett Johansson. Oh my god. Great, great character in this. Um, uh, Hilary Swank. What a bitch in this movie. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, Harry Potter's crazy aunt. Just screw her. This whole movie is like, it's De Palma and it's crazy. But I love the Black Dahlia. Uh, have you seen this, Marcelo? I have not seen it yet, no. Oh man, definitely check it out. It's totally worth your time. It's got that that beautiful cinematography by uh, Vittorio Storaro. Yup. Oh my goodness, it is really, really pretty. Yeah, last scene. Last I checked, it was on HBO, but in the wrong aspect ratio, and I don't play that game. Uh, get over it. Yeah. Just, no. Just just go buy the three dollar DVD that I own. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. The, the, the blue is, I think, six 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 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, just yeah, do it. Just buy it, bro. Sold. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy it for you. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, it's really good. It's a lot of fun. Uh, after that, uh, Ian let me borrow his French import Blu-ray of uh, De Palma's Body Double, which, oh my <sighs> goodness, this movie is insane. Uh, before this, I had only seen, uh, what's his name? What's his lead? Craig Wasson. Craig Wasson. Okay, I had only seen him in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors, uh, and it's really weird to see him in not a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. <laughs> uh, I love this movie. It's really weird. Uh, I love the intro and the outro of this movie because it takes place in this really creepy, like, 
vampire movie <laughs> yes. with spoiler a body double. Uh, Melanie Griffith is great in this. Yeah, um, I think it was the first role I think. Uh, yeah, was it was. It was her introduction to, to Hollywood, <laughs> and then she went on to you know, no lie, her first movie was Roar. Yeah, you're right. Uh, listeners, we talked about Roar like 10 episodes ago. It's great. Go watch it. But Body Double, wild. I love the score to this movie. I love the random Frankie Goes to Hollywood music video it's, in the middle of oh it. Oh, my God. Holy it's mackerel. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, tell me about your experience, uh, Ian, with this movie. So after binging a whole bunch of like blowout, dress to kill, obsession, um, I had never seen Body Double. This was a few years back, so... This is from maybe 10 years ago. So I started out. I had a DVD copy. I put it on. And I'm like, oh, cool. So this is like um, Rear Window. And then I'm like, oh, cool. So this is like Vertigo. And then I'm like, oh, cool. So this is a porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just it just blew my mind. I loved it. I loved how it involves actors and Hollywood in it. Um the cinematography is awesome. And plus it has the Franz. Yes, and Dennis Franz. Let's oh my God, the Franz. Of course. One of his favorite Dennis Franz lines ever in this movie, in the beginning, there's a fire that's happening on set. So he screams at the, the set hand, put some water on it. Put some water on it. It's a fire. It'll go out. I'm like, good, Dennis Franz. Okay. That's good. That was ad limb. Of course but, um, it was. No, it's great. Fun fact, he based his performance in this movie off, off of, of Brian De Palma. Palma. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> no, uh, I love this movie. It's my favorite De Palma movie. And oh, wow. Yeah, and Dress to Kill was in Blow Up, or Tied for a second. Yeah. But this, for some strange reason, the craziness of this movie and the bonkersness of it's, it. It's, 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 it's as, uh, as other people have said, it's, it's bananas. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's, ugh. I just loved it, and, um... I recommend watching this to anybody. If you haven't seen this as a De Palma movie or a De Palma fan, watch it ASAP. Oh, so good. Yeah, I, I mentioned this on the show weeks ago. I saw it for the first time uh, in a theater. Uh, oh, nice. Blown away. I mean, when you have a a, uh, a killer use a power drill. So oh, fat- the dick drill. <laughs> it's a dick so, drill. So my goodness. as this, then, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with that. No. No way. And I, I, I don't think I mentioned this on the show. I think a reason why I loved a movie like Don't Breathe so much is, yeah. because, is because it, rem- it reminds me of stuff like like uh, Body Double or yeah. any, any other great De Palma movies. Because it's, it's also just so sleazy and mm-hmm. trashy. And yeah, it's... I, I, I'm all for that because I'm a huge fan of De Palma. I can't believe... I, I, I try to make a point of watching that De Palma documentary this week and I was just way too busy. <laughs> It's so with, good. With, Me too. Same thing. But, I was going to watch it really late, but I'm like, no, sleep. <laughs> yeah. So I, I will watch it. I, I love the man. Like, as I mentioned so do before I. the show. And it's great to just hear him talk. Yeah. Like, well, okay. Name, like, one story, Matt, from that whole thing that you found pretty pretty damn interesting. <laughs> oh, my God. When he talks about Carrie, and <laughs> he says, uh, and, you know, Carrie's been remade so many times. It's great to just watch these remakes and watch them make the mistakes that I avoided. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, De Palma, you bitch. I love That's you. Awesome. Oh, I need to see this. He's like, you know, there's a three-hour TV version, and it's just <laughs> dreadful. And then they made a musical, and it's awful. And, and like... Yeah, it's it's. Oh my God, his comments on Carrie are are great. Oh, geez, even I can't his wait. comment, 
even his comments on like how the mom dies and he's like you know in the book she has a heart attack and I'm like well that's climactic <laughs> he's like he's like so that's how I came up with the flying utensils and I crucified her so that's what I did I'm like wow, wow that's the awesome. Palma you're pretty smart uh, but the last De Palma I have to discuss is uh, basically Brian De Palma's version of uh, Akira Kurosawa's Rashomon taking place in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's Snake Eyes, starring oh, uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, boy. Oh, my God, I love this movie <laughs> so much. And I'm discounting the fact that it takes place in New Jersey because I'm biased. But this is really good. This is an awesome, really good thriller. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, no change. Yeah. No change. Have a nice night. Thank you. Uh, we were just talking to our, our bartender. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, Snake Eyes is awesome. The entire cast is great. Uh, Nicolas Cage gives one of his earliest, like, maybe not earliest, but, like, pure batshit crazy. Started, it was, like, the beginning. This is when he started going, like, downhill. Oh, yeah. But, but De Palma caught him at just the right <laughs> moment. I mean, this movie starts with, a like, a 20-minute sequence of, like, a steady cam shot, yep. which is crazy, it's... and the whole cast is great. Him, Gary Sinise, uh, Carlo Gugino. Yeah, I don't know how to say her name really. Um, yeah, Carlo Gugino. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, John Hurd from John Chud. Hurd. Yeah, and Home Alone is I in like this how movie. You say Chud first, <laughs> other than Home Alone. <laughs> but yeah, he's in it. Um, the the guy from I forget his name from Ghostbusters two who had a vision that the world would end on yeah. February fourteenth. Yep, he's you know, in it. Think about the book deal. Yep, you know that guy. He's in wow. it. He plays like a news guy. Uh, I love this movie. I love Snake Eyes. Uh, Ian, you just watched this movie. What do you think? I remember when this came out, and um, my dad was always a huge De Palma fan. So we had the VHS, and I would watch it, and I'd be like, because I love murder mysteries and thrillers, so I would watch it, and I'm like, whoa, this is kind of cool. So I haven't seen this since 1998. Yeah. And I watched it, and I'm just like, now with, like, different eyes. And I'm Being like, an adult. I'm like, holy shit. The intro, just the camera work, the whole scene in the boxing ring and the arena is just one of my favorite De Palma scenes that he's ever done, and I love the way the the the, the boxing match is shot. Yeah. They talk about it in the De Palma documentary. They're like, "We're gonna do a boxing match, seeing people's reactions to it. We're not gonna film, film. the boxing match. Know, it's, it's gonna so be people's cool. like gut reactions like, to the what? fight, which is really cool idea. That's awesome. Uh, and then like the random scenes where you're seeing point of views from characters and the it's movie. Rashomon. Yeah, I'm it's like, everyone has this, a different point of view of what happened that night. I'm like, this is awesome. Unfortunately. I get a little bit lost in the third act. But okay. Still, yeah. But still, with that being said, this movie is really fun, highly enjoyable, suspenseful, I, and I, it's got that De Palma tension. And I can't wait for you to watch the documentary where they actually show the deleted footage of the original ending of Snake Eyes, oh my which God. is so cool. I need to watch that. Marcelo, you've seen Snake Eyes? It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I, I remember bits and parts of it. And yeah, I do remember just hearing about the alternate ending. Um, like, do you know if it was ever available uh, before? No, no, no. It, it's wow. only in the like a quick shot of it in the De Palma documentary. Oh, they have to release it like in its full yeah. form. One, one I know. Like, Criterion of Snake Eyes. Oh, cr- <laughs> Criterion, please. 
what I will say to listeners, though, uh, with Snake Eyes, if you have a Target near you, uh, your Target movie section recently put out a bin of $4 DVDs, and you will find multiple copies of Snake Eyes in that bin. A That's bin? how I saw it. It's like it's like a cardboard bin of movies <laughs> with like Constantine and like Con Air, Con Air, and other like Face bad off. movies. And but no, there are copies of Snake Eyes in that four dollar DVD bin. <laughs> definitely check it out. That's how I saw it. That's how Ian saw it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, check out Snake Eyes. It's it's very underrated. De Palma. Yeah. No. Agreed. After this rewatch. Yeah. I, love- I think that. Yeah. I, love, I love that we've discussed De Palma, but like a lot of underrated De Palma, like Raising Cain, Snake Eyes, even Body Oh, Devil. just wait, t- wait till next week <laughs> when I talk about uh, Femme Fatale and, 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 <laughs> oh, redacted, and Redacted, which no one has ever even seen. <laughs> I've seen five minutes of some trailer online or something, and I was just like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> You're seeing Passion, though, right, Matt? I'm going to be seeing Femme Fatale, Passion, and Redacted by next week. Oh, yeah. wow. I can't wait for you to watch Passion. It's I, I'm so excited for it. I mean, I want him to make that type of movie from now on. <coughs> Just that. It's, it's, it's kind of like a throwback to his Dress to Kill blowout kind of style. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got that vibe to it. Plus Rachel McAdams. I can't resist. Yeah. And Naomi uh, Rapaz. Yes. Yes. There you and go. And I believe that horrible butchering of her her name uh, brings us to the end of the show, Marcelo. <laughs> Yes, we have to end it because otherwise you'll... Because we're about to get kicked out of the bar. And you can't record from the street. No, because I don't have Wi-Fi out in the street. (laughs) Ian, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much, guys. It was really awesome. It was so much fun. Before we end this, before we put a kebab in it, Matt... No, wait. I forgot how to end the show now. Um, Ian goes first. Yes, the the guest always goes first. Ian, before we let you go plugs where can we find you online you could find me on twitter um at at hp make lovecraft um, <laughs> you could find me on letterbox just search for ian west and same thing for facebook fantastic do that folks matt what about you as usual, you can find me on Twitter at the real Matt C. You can also find me on Letterboxd under the same name to make sure I'm not lying about what movies I've seen. You can also find Ian and I running the Facebook group Pixels and Reels over at facebook.com slash groups slash pixels and reels. The water's fine, folks. Jump on in. <laughs> as as for me, follow me on my personal account at Marcelo J. Pico. For classy tweets that may or may not contain Jessica Chastain. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Thank you. (laughs) Follow the Talk Film Society at TalkFilmSOC on Twitter. Um, I have been not tweeting as much there because I have been very busy building the Talk Film Society website. Um, TalkFilmSociety.com. I cannot guarantee it's up by now, but it'll be up soon. I promise. Like I said, I'll tell you what's up by now. Spooky season. Spooky season. It's in full effect. Use hashtag HeyCastSpookySeason to yes, so join in on the fun. To log in to tell us what you've watched. I want people to use this, Matt. I'm all on board. I'm. I I'm really all aboard this. This is gonna be fun. I made fun of you earlier for for saying it's too long, but who gives a shit? HeyCastSpookySeason. Okay. I'm all about. 
making things short, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm I, all about making things long. <laughs> <laughs> Sex joke. And on that note, <laughs> folks, now it's time for our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that one. Hey, it's Marcelo Pico here. I just finished editing the episode you just listened to. Um, and now I have something kind of special for after the credits. This is a stinger, I suppose. Uh, Ian and I had a discussion uh, while Matt was away, halfway, about halfway through the episode recording. Um, and Ian and I discussed the thing and the new Shout Factory release. Um, I wanted to pick his brain about it. And yeah, I, I was pleased with this little chunk of conversation. And I want you to enjoy it here if you'd like. So enjoy these next five minutes. Hey, but uh, I'm excited about those, because you have those Shout Factory releases, the carry one and the thing one. Yeah. Like, tell oh. me, right, right off the bat, did you have a chance to, to rewatch that that uh, release of the thing? Yes, I watched both of them. Carrie only skipped through bits and pieces just to see how it looked, so I can get a feel for the transfer. Yeah. But it was phenomenal, and the thing might be the best um, blue release uh, Scream Factory has released yet. Oh god, that makes me happy. Yeah. So ask me about it later on the show. We'll talk about it some more too. Cause yeah. Because I, I I love that movie. Obviously, I love that movie, but I want to yeah. see that new, that new uh, restoration, that new scan. They, it was authorized by Dean Kundi. He was there for the whole transfer of it. On like it's like a beautiful. I don't know if it's a two K or a four K scan, but um, you know, like they did the same thing with the fog. They got Dean Kundi and they had him go over the whole transfer process, and it turned out looking like a completely different and beautiful movie. I mean, without the VHS tracking, so. So it was just like anything. Carpenter's my favorite director, so anything with him, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna splurge for. And as soon as they announced this, I did the pre-order so I can get the posters and stuff because Scream's doing that awesome thing with the posters. Yeah, yeah. I did the same thing for Carrie too, and um, there's lots of, there's lots of. Oh, interesting fact, you'll appreciate this on the thing. Um, they have the made-for-TV version of the thing. Yeah? Or the edited-for-TV version. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's an interesting watch. Do you remember, do you have the Halloween 2 Scream Factory um, release? Yeah I, yeah, I do, I do. And on that, that they had the um, edited-for-TV version of that yeah. movie on there, yeah. too? That's probably my favorite edited-for-TV version, because it's got, like, a whole bunch of different scenes that actually explain things from the plot. I wish somebody would, like, mix them into one giant Halloween 2 movie, so that way it would be more cohesive. Yeah. Um, but the the thing um, blew with that, it's pretty, it's pretty weird, because there's, like, a, a weird, like narration over from some guy talking it's like so the the crew has decided to blah 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 and i'm like this is really weird but it has some differently filmed scenes wow. and a couple like extra things here and there and 
I don't remember because I fell asleep because it was like four in the morning. So I was so excited to get these that I decided to watch them. So it's it's the entire uh, made-for-TV version. Um. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank wow. you so much. Yeah, it's the entire thing. The quality of it is pretty terrible, but yeah, it's of course, literally yeah. off a VHS tape. But it's really um. It's really nice to watch because it's just like a cool little different, like you'll see random little different scenes and then the narration gets a little tedious at times, but it's not so bad. It's not over the entire movie, just over random like, oh, like act one narration. There you go. Act two narration. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because like I have a lot of friends that can't watch gore filled movies. Uh-huh. Um, because of like empathy problems and stuff like that, they imagine it happening themselves. So I'll show them the made-for-TV versions. Ah. So, <laughs> so like that's a way. And I'm like, hey, you're gonna watch one of my favorite movies. This is how. But um, with that being said, it's 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 not groundbreaking of like a cool like undiscovered gem, but it's still pretty cool to have and watch it. It's worth a definite one-time watch for the uh, as seen on TV version. Wow, yeah, I had no idea they had that on there. So yeah. I'm even I'm even more excited to Yeah, it's it's two discs. They're both blues. There's no DVD in there at all. Oh, sweet. Um there's a, there's a bunch of extra bonus features on there too, uh, other than what was on the original blue, which I don't know if you listened to the commentary track for the thing blue, but it's one of my favorites. It's literally Carpenter and Kurt Russell smoking cigarettes and like going on tangents about their personal life like yeah my son's in a band now blah 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 and i'm like this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i i think that same commentary was on the dvd wasn't it yeah i think think, yeah i heard it there same one yeah so it's definitely i would highly recommend both of them as as just buy them both if you see them just buy them because they're worth it yeah um both movies have never looked better and I thought the regular, the thing Blu-ray looked good to begin with, but this is just like a whole ballpark, man. It's just like a whole new. They really went out on this, so oh, I, I can't wait. Yeah, I, I never bought the Blu-ray for some odd reason because I was like so happy with uh, the, the DVD version, mm-hmm. and I, I was fortunate enough to see it like on the big screen not too Ooh, long ago. Me too. I saw it about two or three years ago, 2013, I think. I saw it on the big screen. Phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I love that movie to death, man. 